everyone, and welcome to The Periodic Table, episode 21. It's not our gay porn. Recorded April 26, 2012. And brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com All right, episode 21 of The Periodic Table. And of course, that's when I tell you that the 21st element on The Periodic Table is Scandium. Yes, Scandium. We don't just uh, do the popular elements. We're not. We're not all about just the things you've heard of. We're we're, we're the obscure ones too. Scandium is a silvery white metal, uh, which develops a slightly yellowish or pinkish cast when it's exposed to air. It's relatively soft and resembles yttrium. There you go. It resembles yttrium. So now you know. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now, now that makes a lot more. It's sense. considered a rare earth metal. Um, it reacts rapidly with many acids and it takes its name from having been discovered, uh, from materials, uh, from Scandinavia. So there you go. That's scandium. turns out the only thing it's really used for is to make aluminum alloys. And it's so expensive that it's not used much for that. So it's kind of an element that we know about, but that's about it. So uh, I just want to say we missed a week and it's not my fault. Um, I was traveling last week and I handed the show over to Sean and said, take it for me, buddy, make sure it happens. And it didn't happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so let me go ahead and introduce Sean, my, uh, introduce the guest we have, the host we have this, this week, uh, starting with Mr. Sean, I can't get a show together. Kybel. Hey, Sean. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, I just don't have the same poll, you know, you try to get uh, co-hosts for that week. And, uh, I, I, all I got is a bunch of crickets. Well, you see, you got to really work on your badgering technique. You didn't do anything yes. until like Wednesday. Uh, I right. start on Monday and I badger people all week long until finally they're fine. I'll do the freaking show. If you'll leave me alone. <laughs> and, and that's really what you got to do. Right, right, yeah. And the two I, I, people I badgered most this week are some returning listeners slash hosts, uh, starting with uh, the invisible one who's not on video, Mr. Corey Knapp. Hey, Corey. Hey, how's it going? And uh, Corey uh, sent me uh, articles for the show throughout the course of the week. And uh, when he hit the third one, I said, that's it. You send me three articles. You got to be on the show. I'm talking to you, wise one. <laughs> you send me three articles. You got to be on the show. That's the new rule. Uh, so uh, that's how he got to be here. And Mr. Chuck Jolly, who we all know as Nightstar. Hey, Chuck. Hey, how y'all doing? Good, good, good. Good. All right. So let's get started. <laughs> Sean, you uh, had something from Wise One, who I mentioned in the chat room, who uh, yes. wanted to start a new uh, uh, cast, new segment of the show, and I'll let you talk about that. Right. So, uh, yeah, Wise One uh, contacted us in the forums and uh, threw an idea out there about having a special little segment I think would probably fit right in the warm-up or maybe at the uh, transition from warm-up to the meat of the show. Uh, the bacon bit, since we are like the all bacon all the time, uh, network, uh, I thought, yeah, that's not a bad idea. And there's certainly enough out there that we can at least do it for a while. So, uh, this week's bacon bit is the bacon casket, <laughs> the bacon bit. I, I just going to say, I love that the bacon bit, <laughs> right? Perfect name for, uh, for, you know, a, a mini, uh, section of the show. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
I think it, most of the uh, the items that we're you know we might throw out there during this is probably going to come from the the same site, which is uh, JD's J and D's, uh, the makers of bacon salt, and they have a, a wide variety of bacon related products. <laughs> and this week it's the bacon casket, so it's a casket. Looks pretty nice, uh, uh, and it just it looks like it's uh, bacon. I don't know how else to describe it. You'll have to go over there and check it out. Uh, for the low, low price of $29.99.99. Which actually, for a casket, is not a bad price at all. No, really, it's not. No. I mean, you can go out in some serious style. So, yeah. So, uh, Sean, you may remember when we first discovered bacon salt. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, maybe three or four now. A friend of mine uh, alerted me to it, and I went and bought the, uh, the, at the time, it was their deluxe package. It was all the products they own. Uh, they, they didn't have the casket back then. Uh, but I got uh, three, uh, four different flavors of bacon salt and uh, bacon A's, bacon flavored mayonnaise. That's some good stuff. Um, bacon lip balm. Uh, and there was one other thing. I don't remember what the other thing was, but uh, I'm still using that bacon salt which i've said before the irony is bacon salt is a non-salt product uh but that's still the name they decided to give it yeah all right so that's all we got to say about that starting with our first story it's a recap uh or a, a uh, not a recap but a uh, follow-up to the story we had uh, a little about uh, a little while back about a woman who buried her husband in the herb garden if you remember that one um Barbara Scott, 64-year-old woman, um, uh, buried her husband, Benny, said, said that he died and, and she buried him. And uh, remember, she kept it a secret for a while, telling people alternately that he was uh, away uh, in, uh, in a different state uh, or that he had a sore throat and couldn't come to the phone. Well, as it turns out, she shot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> um and so I'm wondering how they missed that. You know, when we covered this this uh story the first time, there was absolutely zero mention of anything. Well, yeah. It it like said this. an investigation was underway. Um and he'd been buried for a couple of months. You got to figure he was fairly decomposed. So they they had to get the body out and start doing some work with it, but uh uh, yeah, um, Barbara Scott has been indicted by a grand jury. Um, uh, apparently, apparently she's a pretty sick old woman. Um, her husband, uh, who's 77 years old and, and not in the best of health, uh, needed a great deal of attention, and she just got tired of dealing with him. Got tired of taking care of him. He was cramping her style. So she shot him in the head and buried him in the garden. Garden. <laughs> nice work there, Barbara. Um <laughs> And the story goes that uh, um, at first she tried to say it was a suicide, said she found him uh, in the in the bathroom uh, with a bullet uh, to his skull. But uh, as the story continued on, it changed several times. She couldn't keep her story straight. And finally, she just confessed, you know, all out. Uh, I did it. I killed him. I was tired of cleaning up after him. She, so just, she should have just buried him to begin with, and she wouldn't have shot him. She would have just buried him in the ground, and she would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of shooting him? I don't know. He might have tried to climb back out at that you know, point. Mark, I, what I don't understand is why people go this route, okay? I mean, you're old. You're tired of putting up with whatever it is. Why don't you go out it, you know, in better style? Like, 
if you're going to end up spending the rest of what's left of your life in jail anyways, why don't you like go out and rob a bank? And then, you know, <laughs> if you get away with it, you know, you can, you yeah. can, you know, retire to the Bahamas yeah, or whatever be like the and, and leave the husband old, behind. Be an 85-year-old D.B. Cooper, right? Hijack a plane right. and jump D-plane. out of it. Yeah. Right. Do something crazy. I mean, you're going to jail anyways, more, more, most likely. But, you know, if you do get away with it, hey, you know, uh, yeah. Like Jump that. ship, get point. out of the country, and uh, live large for the rest of your life. She already tried that. <laughs> yeah. That last article, she'd been, she'd been arrested for embezzlement already. Yeah, I she, mean, she tried to go out big. <laughs> yeah, this woman is not a paragon of virtue. Apparently, she's wanted in a couple of states, has done jail time already. Um and so, uh, and the mugshot at the, 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 the article here, that, that's one tough grandma there. That's, uh, um, that's a very dour, of course it's a mugshot, right? Nobody's happy in a mugshot, but still, uh, she looks like somebody I wouldn't want to mess with. Um, and apparently she, uh, she did it with a 22 pistol. And that's that's an intimate weapon right there. You know, that's a, that's a small caliber. Yes. You got to get right up on somebody to make sure you kill them. Uh, so that uh, this was definitely a, a crime of of malice, without without doubt. So there you go. We uh, I, I just felt it was uh, incumbent upon us to update the story since we brought it to you originally. <laughs> that's us always uh, keeping up with the real news. That's right, and you know that's that's what I say. We are doing the uh, the mainstream media's job. They they won't uh, they don't do it, so we do it on their behalf. Uh, Sean, I'm going to hand this next one off to you uh, because you wrote the headline: "No saggy pants in the courtroom." Right, right. So uh, yeah, and I didn't put any details in there. I, most of what I did was uh, videos, but uh, this happened in Prattville, Alabama, and uh, a judge basically. Uh, uh, found a guy in contempt of court, I believe it was, for uh, showing up in the courtroom with saggy pants. Yeah, he showed up in uh, for his plea hearing. So he shows up to plead guilty right. or not guilty, uh, wearing, I guess, pants down around his, his butt or whatever. And uh, so he was sent to uh, to jail for three days for contempt. Yeah, you know what? What blows me away is you know this made like uh, you know national news, and uh, nobody's really like roasting the judge over it. But you know they're making a big deal out of it, and I'm thinking that should happen probably daily in every court in this nation. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's just it's got to be so commonplace that you know they and it's a courtroom. I mean, I understand if you're. Uh, a thug or whatever, you know, you, you, you come from that background. Uh, maybe that's just, you know, what you do day to day. But, uh, the day you go to court, I gotta think you, you get some help, you know, you get some dress tips of, you know, how to, how to show up appropriately. Um, you think just the people are so dumb. You think just some people are just so dumb and so inept. They just are just through. They don't care. It's probably just what it is. They just don't care or don't even. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, that's most definite. <laughs> and Sean, this next so, one you have in the notes, you have the same link twice, so I don't know what that is uh, about stock certificates. Do you remember what that was? Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, let's see. Um, actually, it's uh, the old stock certificates and the $3 purchase yields, 190000 I think, are the same, uh, the same story. So, uh, 
this guy buys some old stock certificates. I can't remember the name of the company, but it's, you know, a company, stock certificates from like back in the 30s or 40s or something like that. And after like several buyouts and mergers throughout the year, uh, this uh, stock ends up being purchased, I think it was by Coca-Cola. And so now this... Uh, and actually, it's, let me see. I don't think it was a guy. Actually, I think it was a woman that did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can you tell actually, Sean the, put this stuff together for the show last week that didn't happen? Right, right. Yeah, I looked oh, at it last wow, week. Cool. I looked at it since. No, so this was a lady who did this, and uh, uh, sh- the uh, stock certificates, basically she's trying to make the case that they are convertible to Coca-Cola stock. So she's, you know, uh, it's, you know, got something like, you know, a hundred thousand shares of this company. And now she's trying to make the case that this should be, uh, convertible to Coca-Cola stock and she should be, uh, an instant millionaire. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh, uh, already the courts have kind of ruled against her and she's, uh, appealing it, but, uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Apparently we have no thoughts. So we have no thoughts. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would think that when companies, when one company buys out another company, they, those types of things usually work into the deal, right? I mean, they agree to take on those liabilities of outstanding stocks and stuff like that. So, uh, but you know, when it's several layers deep, it just kind of makes you wondering. So, uh, well, the way I see it, somebody owes somebody some money, right? Uh, somebody bought stock in a company, awesome. and and there was a contract made there, and those things don't right. have statutes of limitations. Your owner, you, it's property. So, yeah, there's there's no backing out of that. I don't think. Yeah, so Coca- I mean, I would think Coca- so. Coca- certainly- some. Go ahead, Corey. If Coca-Cola bought that at some time, then shouldn't if they bought that stock, even if it was you know in the '40s, or if they bought that then. It should go under Coke then at some point if they have if their name somewhere along the line. I would say that she should get that then well, somewhere along the line. Judging on my theirs. years of watching the Highlander TV series, see what Duncan McLeod would often do <laughs> is buy stocks and 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 put them away for a couple of hundred years and then cash them in for uh, hundreds of times their value. So clearly, uh, that has to be what's happening here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But normally, when the company's bought, they notify the stockholders. Right. So you wonder, are those just left over from where they had already been redeemed and basically are invalid? They're no good. Well, but they clearly haven't been redeemed. I don't know, because a lot of times, well, I guess at that point, you probably would have to turn them in. Right. Nowadays, you don't even get paperwork on it. You just It's just an electronic thing. <laughs> we're getting questions in the stat room. Are they common stock or some kind of? Per- we don't know. Come on, we're making this crap up. <laughs> yeah. This this is not uh, business America. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving right along, this one is interesting. Uh, you know, brides will do any number of things to lose weight, uh, and apparently. Um, this particular woman, uh, by the name of Jennifer Derrick, uh, has this, dis- this is just one of many, right? Uh, has decided that the best way to lose weight, uh, is to not eat and, and 
rather than doing a simple crash diet, she's uh, got a feeding tube down her nose, feeding her glucose, just like you would in the hospital, as she goes about her daily. So she's doing her, her bridesmaid shopping and all that with a feeding tube down her nose to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, this is actually becoming like uh, sort of somewhat of a hot diet. I mean, the, the word's starting to spread about this. And apparently, uh, you know, I mean, the doctors can feed you a cocktail that is going to provide you all the nutrition that you need, uh, but uh, basically be super light on calories and you can just lose weight uh, very quickly. Yeah, it says so. here in the article that uh, on average, uh, women want to lose 20 pounds before they get married. So apparently no woman is capable of buying a dress that fits them now. They buy a dress that fits them when they lose 20 pounds. Uh, and the, uh, the, the way that uh, people are choosing to do it, some people anyway, those with the means, uh, are choosing to have a plastic tube shoved down their nose. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, the lady that's in this article actually says, uh, she tries to stand up for the whole dress thing by saying, well, you know, uh, bridal dresses run small. Right. So I think what really happens, see, this is this is the common trend. And uh, Mark, I know your wife's in the chat room, so I'm probably going to catch it for saying this. But uh, young bride or young uh, future bride, uh, nice and thin and in shape and everything, catches her guy. He proposes. She's happy. She proceeds to put on 20 pounds yeah. between the proposal <laughs> and the wedding, and then she needs to lose that really quickly. Yeah. And then after... Uh, yeah, this well, woman's like, not going to have a feeding tube stuck down her nose in a year. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to be the case. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think yeah, you wedding's that, over, and yeah, I mean... Start eating. <laughs> I don't think it's that brides, that brides' dresses run small. It's brides run big. <laughs> actually i i had somebody i knew who was uh who was in the know about such things uh and and apparently it's common practice among female fashion for designers to sew labels into their clothing two to three sizes smaller than they actually are so they're selling you and i don't know how women's clothes run but like like in men's it's inches so it's like a 36 inch pant with a 32 inch label on it and apparently that's common if you take the label and actually measure the garment it's typically two to three sizes larger than the label says it is yeah, yeah uh, well that, sure and that, i mean wouldn't that i mean uh, that would make a woman want to buy those, right? Oh, I'll I'll buy this brand because I can fit into right, a size exactly. three. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll say, you know, this brand, you know, runs small. No, this brand has actual labels, uh, whereas this brand <laughs> over here doesn't. And so, yeah, that's why every woman can say, you know, I'm a size six or whatever, when really she's a size eleven, uh, and they've just got the small labels in them. Again, this was told to me by somebody who's who uh, was high up in the the world of fashion. Uh, so it's, it's, it's purely hearsay, but I'm not totally making it up. Uh, let's see. Um, I, I gotta know what this one is, Sean dying to yep. pee. Okay. Dying to pee. I was oh, getting I, ready I did to that do one. or did one of us, What's I don't that? remember that one. Uh, okay. This, yeah, that's right. This one, uh, the, the classic third rail story. That's not, that's oh, awesome, yeah. wow. No, yeah. come on now. Mythbusters already busted this one. Well, apparently this man who is now dead didn't watch that episode. Had he watched it, he might still be alive. But uh, according to um, the, uh, I'm trying to, uh, what, what paper was this? The Chicago 
CBS Chicago. Okay, so this is the website. According to CBS Chicago, in, uh, in Evanston, Illinois, an Indiana man, man died uh, overnight after coming into contact with the electrified third rail as he uh, urinated on the Purple Line uh, L track in Evanston. The man was at the South Boulevard Purple Line stop around 11 p.m. Sunday with two other people when he came into contact with the third rail. Now, he might not have peed on it, but he was he was peeing at the time. So maybe he stepped on it uh, while peeing or something. But um, Actually, it says, it says he fell over on it. Yeah. So, okay, that it, makes more sense. It says uh, it, uh, it, the man had climbed down to the tracks to urinate when he fell onto the third rail, according to the news release. Uh, <laughs> authorities have not said whether the man urinated on the third rail, uh, because you know, that's, that's the important part of the story. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I... Apparently he's a former Marine, Sean. Oh, well, <laughs> well, that, that does kind of make sense. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. Uh, and yes, Texas mom, uh, being that he was a former Marine, yes, he was probably also intoxicated. Yes, yes. He was, so. he was, he had been at the Cubs game that weekend, uh, and he was, uh, uh, there in in illinois for the weekend and uh, <laughs> it says uh, i love this they they addressed your thing in the article contrary to legends and lore the program mythbusters has concluded that urinated directly onto the third rail is unlikely to cause death itself in fact some purported cases of such death are actually believed to involve direct bodily contact with the rail as appears to be the case with the sunday night incident nice yeah so don't don't even go near the yeah, train uh, why, why, yeah, why? At what point is it a good idea to climb down oh, off the yeah. platform onto the rails for any reason? I don't oh, care if you drop your wallet down there. Just let it go. I'm just wondering what part of him touched that third rail. Yeah, well, maybe he's just really <laughs> gifted. And when he unzipped. <laughs> the train really track's cold. And it's deep, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying, Corey? It's like, I really have to go pee now. I'm going to go here. I think I need to go down and do it over here. I think I... Yeah, yeah there, there's a bathroom over here 15 oh, feet away. Flush. But I think it'll be a lot more fun to climb down here and do it in, in the where the train actually goes. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim in the chat room, yes, we did have to go there. <laughs> What else do you expect on this show? You have to s slip in like at least one or two bodily functions uh, on, on this show every week. All right, John, what was the one you wanted to take next? I wanted to jump into this one. Uh, man steals $250 from a boy in a wheelchair. Uh, and this happened in North Carolina. It was a 12-year-old boy. And he was, uh, you know, working hard to uh, raise some money for, uh, let's see, some uh, charity thing that he was doing. Let's see uh, if it says uh, he was raising money for, I believe it was a wheelchair basketball league that he was trying to get going. Uh, something to that effect. So he's sitting there, little boy sitting there taking donations. He's got 250 bucks, so he's doing pretty good. And uh, this uh, man, let's see, uh, Nolan, let's see, nope, Nolan Turner is the kid. Uh, so I don't have the man's name, but guy basically comes up and runs off with the boy's $250. 
Now, there's a bright side to this story. So uh, basically, his story catches some uh, some attention. Uh, this one that I'm reading for is actually on MS, uh, MSN. And he ends up uh, now raising nearly $25,000 because people felt sorry for him and sent in money. So uh, what it, now what I'm wondering is, is this just a really smart kid? Yeah, maybe he made the whole yeah, thing maybe up. Made it up. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like uh, my friend to catch the guy who took the money. Yeah. So it's like my friend Bob there is actually the guy who did it. <laughs> and so I, I asked right. him to come rob it. Rob me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if not, I mean, don't you at least, you know, you see this story and go, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're trying to raise some money. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I highly doubt that, but, uh, yeah, it was nice to see that there was a good uh, wrap up to this story and who knows, maybe he's made more, more money than that now, but I got to imagine that 25 grand, uh, you can put on one heck of a wheelchair basketball league. Indeed. Yeah. And, and sticking with the theme, I'm going to jump down to, uh, an article here that, uh, you know, while we're talking about smash and grabs, <clears throat> this is one of my favorite stories and I'm calling this one, well, he needed a ride home, didn't he? Uh, so, uh, a suspect in, yeah, we had to go there, Hillsbury County, Florida. We couldn't ah, have a Florida right. free episode. <laughs> uh, Marcus Wayne Hunt, 22 years old, was released from the Hillsbury County Sheriff's uh, Office jail after he posted bond around uh, 4 p.m. 16 minutes later, as he was on his way home, he punches a guy out and steals his bike because he didn't want to walk home. So uh, uh, the detectives <laughs> picked him up like 19 minutes later after the uh, the the owner of the bike called the police and he's right back into jail. So uh, <laughs> the, the, I, I don't even know where to go with that. I mean, the the guy just posted just bail. <laughs> he's on his way home and he's like, ah, this walking is too slow. I'm going to punch this guy out and steal his bike. Wow. You know, that's, that's one thing there is. There's never a shortage of dumb criminal stories. Yes, it's true. And I just have to say that's, that's the first of our Florida stories tonight, but I assure you it is not the last. (laughs) Well, Florida, what it's got to account for 20, 25% of our stories at least. (laughs) At least what, what would we, what we wouldn't be able to have a show if it wasn't for Florida. All right, so let me jump up here to another one. Uh, this is another uh, follow-up to a story we've already done on the show. So you, we're such uh, hardened uh, journalists here that we we track the story. Uh, so this, uh, our friends at the Heart Attack Grill in Las Vegas have killed another one. This, oh, really? This time a woman. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Says Las Vegas, uh, the Heart Attack Grill in Las Vegas would appear to have lived up to, for its reputation for the second time in two months. On Saturday, an unnamed woman collapsed at the restaurant known for <laughs> gleefully serving up artery-clogging entrees. Owner John Basso said Monday that he wishes the customer a swift and full recovery, but he added, the woman got exactly what she asked for. Wow. That's pretty bold. Yeah. He says, we attract an avant-garde clientele, thrill seekers, risk takers. Yeah. People who eat burgers are risk takers. Um, (laughs) Adding that his restaurant, it's bad for you, but fun. And it attracts people who really don't take good care of their health. (laughs) Duh. Duh, really? (laughs) Uh, You want to see a risk taker 
have like a 400 pound uh, uh, skydiver. <laughs> a bungee jumper. Bungee jumper. Have, have a guy my size on a bungee jumper. Yeah, I would want one of those tandem ones that ordinarily carries two people. Yeah, it said uh, she had been downing a margarita and smoking a cigarette. So she's at the heart attack grill enjoying a quadruple bypass burger with a margarita in one hand, a cigarette in the other, and a giant, huge bacon burger in front of her. And she passed out with a heart attack. I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Who knew? Wow. Said she was eating, drinking, smoking, laughing, dancing. I'm glad I didn't get to see that. And having fun. And then uh, she fell unconscious. Uh, And then the owner says, when you treat your body like that day in and day out, eventually your body's going to give out. Remember, this owner is a cardiologist or a former cardiologist. Nice. Nice. Well, you got to think that, that a place like that is just bound to have this, you know, these kinds of inc- uh, incidents on a regular basis, uh, just based off their sheer clientele, right? Because I mean, what you described there, that you probably walk in there. I mean, there's not just one of those, right? You know, the place is full of people like that. Yeah, the only thin, good-looking people work there. Yeah. Right. And uh, and they do. Their nurses are hot. The, the waitresses dress as nurses, and and uh, there's a, a, an article I didn't put in here, uh, but it was uh, uh, about a, a, a black actor who was uh, uh, angry because uh, he was cast in a role that called for a light-skinned actor, and he was a dark-skinned black actor. But uh, I, I'm just, I didn't put that in here because act, model agencies, theaters, they, they do that. They can pick what you look like. And in this case, the, the heart attack girl only hires hot women. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, so moving on to the, the next story, we're, uh, uh, we have a spate of fast food related shows tonight. Um, I'm not sure why that or articles tonight. I'm not sure how that happened. So moving from the, the heart attack grill, uh, to, uh, Naples, I forget where, where is Naples? What, what state is, is Naples in Florida? Florida. Florida. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're gonna see well we'll, we'll get there uh but in naples uh, florida a man faces a felony charge after he was accused of walking out of the mcdonald's without paying for a cup of soda wow a felony a felony wow so uh basically the guy goes in and asks for a courtesy cup you, you've all seen them right the little clear cups and and you're only supposed to get water with them and they're clear uh-huh. so that everybody can see um, well, I, I, Corey, you might not have ever seen them. Sorry. No, because uh, I was wondering how they were. I was, <laughs> I was wondering how they got the cups. I'm like, you usually, usually have to pay for the. You know, you go up and you get your soda. You usually yeah. pay when you get. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the, the the at most. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a crass joke, but I know Corey. No, I don't know. I'm fine with that. No problem. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Corey's blind. So yeah, when I say no, he's never no, seen the clear cop. Uh, <laughs> no, you're just racking up the fans, Mark. <laughs> I'm just, I've insulted black people, fat people, and blind people all in like 10 minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but uh, no, uh, they give you these little uh, clear courtesy cups. And, and, and at McDonald's, you walk over to the uh, the little thing to, ser- to serve yourself. And the, the cups are clear so that they can see that you only got water. So he went in and uh, asked for a courtesy cup and then took it over and filled it with soda and then went and sat outside the restaurant drinking his illicit soda. Uh, so uh, the manager 
said something to him and uh he uh told the manager off um and the manager called the cops i honestly don't know why uh but uh basically uh, what happened here is uh, actually the manager went out there and said, you know, give me a buck. You just took a soda. Give me a buck. Uh, and he said no. Uh, and so the police were called the sheriff's county, actually. Uh, but here's the kicker. Um, while a charge is petty theft, because of previous petty theft convictions, the charge for drinking the unpaid soda was increased from a misdemeanor to a felony. A third-degree felony can result uh, to a sentence of up to five years in prison and a $5,000 fine. So that dollar he saved on that soda is going to cost him $5,000 and possibly some hard time. Wow. Wow. So I I just, I'm I'm picturing uh, that scene from the Shawshank Redemption where the guy goes in and they're all betting on who's going to cry first that scene so this guy walks in and and the the old timers are you know what are you in for you know uh, rape or what are you in for murder what are you in for i stole a soda (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know this just has me wondering about florida though mark because i mean is it something about like you go down there and the humidity gets to you and you start acting weird? <laughs> the sun or, melts your brain. <laughs> or is it something about Florida that it attracts these people? I mean, I it, just, one or the other. I was thinking if it's a it's a misdemeanor for a soda, what do you think he'd get if he stole orange juice? Because <laughs> <laughs> that stuff's expensive. That's like three dollars for that three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so while we're at it, I'm just going to stick with it, and I'm going to say, if you open, uh, okay, people in in listening to this uh, are probably already professionals with with their careers set ahead of them, but but maybe there's some younger people out there with their career choice still ahead of you, and uh, you may be maybe working uh, part time at a at a at a fast food joint of some kind, and and maybe someday they'll offer you a management position. You might think that's a pretty good career, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Don't do it in Florida people if you if you're going to manage a restaurant a fast food don't do it in florida here's another story yeah, another crazy there another mcdonald's <laughs> in florida um in lakeland florida uh <laughs> police are searching for a man an unknown man all right um who who came in uh to uh he waited for some time and was not served Okay. The manager said, uh, ask him if he'd been waited on. And the suspect said, uh, he got angry, said, no, this isn't the first time uh, that this has happened to me. Uh, I've been here just yesterday and I stood around and waited and I didn't get served. And uh, so the manager, you know, apologized to him and and offered to get uh, to take care of him right away. Instead, the guy just stormed off and left. And he came back 20 minutes later with a baseball bat and beat the crap out of the manager. Wow! Yeah, he, he's and you can the link I'll put in the show notes and that I've already put in the uh, in the chat room shows the the video the surveillance video. The dude just walks in the room uh, in the restaurant, hops over the counter, and just goes after the guy with a baseball bat. And, and apparently, he's yelling, "All I wanted was some expletive food." Um, <laughs> says the manager uh, suffered significantly bruised ribs and was taken to the hospital. You know, Mark, I'm I'm ha- taking a different twist on this because I'm thinking this guy just did 
what so many of us have wanted to do so many times. <laughs> I know it's probably a good thing that there's never a baseball bat in my car when I go through a drive-thru. So, uh, yeah, I you know, kudos to him, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he had the uh, he had the the nuts to go with it. Yeah. So uh, uh, recently, I uh, drove through my local McDonald's uh, for breakfast, and I ordered my you know uh, breakfast sandwich and and a drink. And um, when when I drove off, I, I put my little hand, hand in my bag and I, and I opened it up. And I had what I'd ordered, and I honestly don't think that's ever happened before. I was, I was, I was, I was going to call McDonald's headquarters and say, "Congratulations for the first time in 17 years, I got what I ordered." I, you know, it was, it was kind of an amazing moment. I really wanted to immortalize that in some way. Hey, you know what's awesome about this is <laughs> this guy actually got away with it. Yeah, they're they're looking for him. He took off running. Oh, really? <laughs> I was just wondering wow. where was everybody else working there? <laughs> I don't, yeah. Cowering in the corner laughing, saying he deserved it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, McDonald's uh, attracts all the uh, bold and brave people yeah. out there. No, but you can see it on the video. The whole thing only lasted 45 50 seconds. I mean, it was it was quick. Guy runs in, hops over the counter, whacks him, he he, st- he steps out of frame so you can't see the actual beating. But uh, it looks like maybe, you know, hit him four, five, six times and then ran out again. No, actually, he walked out. He didn't run. He sauntered out. Uh, he was satisfied with himself. All right, so moving on to the next story. The next reason that you should not become a manager of a fast food joint in Florida. If the previous stories were not enough, um, here's a man uh, in Vero Beach. Um, I'm looking for his name. Uh, Michael Lynn Ogborn, 36 years old, uh, goes to a Sonic drive-in. I don't know if the whole world has Sonics, but they're popular here in the South. And they're, they're a drive-in uh, where you, you drive up and, and the car hop brings you your food. Uh, so the, uh, the man ordered his food. They didn't say what food he ordered with no tomatoes. And it came to him with tomatoes. That happens, right? Right. So uh, he got upset, and he went inside the area. Now, Sonics typically don't have seating areas, so he went into the uh, to the uh, um, area where the uh, employers are, uh, called the manager over, and then began to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> it, it what's the 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 manager? Uh, said he was angry and wanted a refund. Uh, the manager offered him a refund. He got his money back. Then he punched him in the face. <laughs> yeah, I guess he get his money first. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. You know, in the mugshot of this guy, this this looks like one of those guys that just constantly has a chip on his shoulder. Anyways, yeah, yeah. It's it's. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine being so upset about that. I mean, worst case scenario. Yeah, pull the tomato pull off the and tomatoes you move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there, there's our public service announcement. Don't run a fast food restaurant in Florida. Amen. Wow. <laughs> um, here's another one. Uh, while we're uh, talking about criminals. Actually, we seem to have a lot of criminal stories this night. Uh, but this is in uh, in uh, Los Angeles, California. Uh, a, a man and his wife stole a rental van 
and the police are on their way. Michael Keop, K-H-E-O-P, um, and his, his wife were driving a stolen rental uh, van, and the police were chasing them. So he thought that a good way to elude the police would be to drive the van off a cliff. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're certainly not going to follow you there. Yeah. Uh, his wife, he, his wife opened the door and jumped out just before the the police uh, the car went over, and the police uh, rescued her. She's hanging off the cliff, essentially. The uh, van tumbles down into some heavy uh, brush, which apparently cushions the fall enough that the man lived, got out of the van, and ran away. And was hiding in the brush. And for like seven hours, they were looking for him, for him, and couldn't find him. Um. Apparently, they sent his wife home because she was not complicit in that. She was trying to get away. Uh, so I guess they had nothing to uh, to uh, charge her with. That night, around 10.30 p.m., he shows up at home, walks around the back door, and says, Honey, let me in. She says no and calls the cops on him. You, you tried to kill me, you son of a gun. And so she calls the cops on him, and they come and arrest him. So his wife narked on him. Wow, that dude had a bad day. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine the logical processes that go through your mind that convince you that the best way to escape the cops is to drive you and your wife off a cliff. Had he just seen Thelma and Louise, maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah, he reaches over, looks at her longingly, grabs her hand, you know, <laughs> punches the accelerator. Yeah. He's trying to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll never catch me, copper. Yeah, you ah! uh. um, you know, he's thinking they've got airbags. We'll be fine. But uh, he was right. right. <laughs> he was yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, and he got away, too. I mean, it worked. Yeah, until his wife. Oh, he's um, home. <laughs> and if you, if you read the, uh, 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 watch the little video that's in the, uh, uh, the clip that I'll put in the show notes. The 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 wife tells him, you know, don't don't bring this on the kids. You're a wanted man now. Uh, I can't. I, I, don't do this. Don't bring this on the kids. And that's why she called the cops. So it, it sounds like she is, you know, other than having chosen poorly for her husband, sounds like she's at least got some sense. Yes. Uh okay. Now moving right along and staying in the same vein of moving violations. This one made me laugh. Um, this is not in the U.S. This is in, um, quickly while the page loads, this is me vamping because I wasn't prepared. Um, <laughs> in some other foreign country. <laughs> it's the U.K. Yeah. Uh, no, Ro the Romanian. Uh, it's, uh, it's in the, okay. the a U.K. newspaper, <laughs> but in, in Romania, a policeman pulled over a woman who was riding uh, a, bicycle, a motorcycle naked. Um, wow, and, there, and there's a photo of this. And there's some photo. Yeah, it's apparently people were uh, snapping cell phone photos, and uh, she's uh, not an unattractive woman. Uh, but guess what the uh, the fine was, the the ticket that she got. Anybody want to guess? Well, I... I, I yeah, don't guess. I you read know. the article. Anybody right. want to guess? Anybody in the chat room want to guess before you read the article? She was arrested, given a ticket for not wearing a helmet. Among other things, <laughs> she was not wearing anything. Anything. But apparently in Romania, there are certain things that you can, that certain people can give tickets for. And this traffic cop could only give her a ticket for a moving violation. Being naked is not a moving violation. 
So he wrote her a ticket. She pulled out a spare helmet, popped it on her head, and drove away naked. <laughs> and then apparently at that point, she was a completely law-abiding citizen. That's great. I'm, you know, I'm all for that law. <laughs> <laughs> I spent several hours last weekend stuck in traffic, and that would have made my day much better had there been a Romanian naked woman next to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, that should be a requirement. <laughs> <laughs> but just make sure you put a helmet on. No, <laughs> oh, okay. And sticking with weird cop stories, um, I don't, I don't even know uh, how to how to process this. But uh, anybody care to guess where it took place? Anyone? Florida. Florida. There we go. <laughs> we need to have a drinking game every time we say yeah, Florida. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Chapel, Florida. We'd never make it through a show. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be hammered by the oh, first you know show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in Wesley Chapel, Florida, um, uh, 54-year-old Doyle Hardwick um, was on the computer watching doing facebook stuff and his wife uh, a 57 year old excuse me doyle hardwick hardwick and his wife julie hardwick uh was there with him and he gave his wife a beer because you know why wouldn't you uh in hopes that she would uh leave her alone uh, leave him alone and go to sleep but she didn't she wanted to sit down uh beside him and uh, look at his facebook page so clearly the rational way to deal with this situation is to call 911 which he did sure so they sent a, I mean, how did that 911 call go? Uh, excuse me. Uh, hello. Is this 911? Yes. She's bothering me. Reminded me of, you know, my kids. Um, the deputy uh, showed up. Hardwick was arrested and apparently went willingly. So I, I figured it out. This was the boy. She's not going to jail with him. He wanted to be left alone. So he got himself ah, yeah. arrested, and now he's he can be at peace without his wife because he's in jail. Man, he got sixty days for that. Yeah, well, that's uh, abuse of the nine one one system. That's considered uh, a fairly significant thing. And it says he was uh, uh, had been uh, charged previously in in two thousand ten uh, on similar charges. I think he ought to feel lucky his wife's not kin to the lady in the first article. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be pushing up daisies literally oh yeah it, and and if if she was uh the woman in the the previous article and, and had a uh, a penchant for motorcycles he probably wouldn't have minded at all yeah there's a lot you could put up with if uh, your wife rode naked on a motorcycle <laughs> well i don't know i've seen some chicks on motorcycles wearing less clothing than i wish they would you know it's the 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 biker babe with one tooth and and boobs down to her knees yeah we've all seen those right uh so okay here's here's the next story i'm uh, story i'm calling they had to be yankees and you'll see what i mean uh in a minute so in macon georgia uh two men um tried to uh carjack a uh, 57-year-old grandma, okay? And here's why I say they had to be Yankees, because they clearly couldn't have known, been from Georgia. If they were, they would have known that everybody in Georgia packs heat. 
So much what, like Texas, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's what happens in the South. So uh, uh, the the fifty seven year old Lulu Campbell had just dropped her uh, grandson at her daughter's house uh, early Saturday morning when uh, uh, someone demanded money outside her car and threatened to shoot her. Campbell says uh, the man fired at her, uh, missing her. Uh, and so what she did was she grabbed her gun and fired back, and she didn't miss. <laughs> yeah, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. <laughs> she shot him in the chest. Um, and the wow. police the police reports say that the truck has eight bullet holes in it. So this was not just a a quick thing. There was eight bullet holes in it, uh, and and he had a partner there who decided the right thing to do was run from the lady with the gun. So uh, he's still on the loose, and the other guy is in the hospital with a chest wound. Wow, this was, yeah, this was a legitimate shootout. Yeah. Yeah. 32-year-old Brenton Lance Spencer was hospitalized and charged with aggravated assault and attempted armed robbery. Apparently, uh, Lulu Campbell is the owner of a number of gas stations and convenience stores. So she... um, uh, deals with uh, unsavory people or is prepared to at all times. And she has, she has a weapon with her at all times. And so what they thought was this uh, 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 quaint little grandma was actually a big time mistake. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's something. Well, I guess if you're from the North, maybe you don't know that or you haven't heard all the stories because there's the Texas grandma stories and things. <laughs> Just because they're old, you know, it's an old woman, doesn't mean she can't take care of herself, especially if she lives in the South. Yeah. Well, you figure he's either a Yankee or he's from Florida, which is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and apparently the woman has not been charged with anything, so I'm presuming that she was licensed to carry the gun and probably may, maybe had a concealed handgun license or whatever. So she she well, did nothing wrong, you know? Yeah, well, if, she, if it was in her car, and I believe Florida's laws are similar to here in Texas— uh, she can carry that gun in her car even without a concealed handgun license. Yeah. So. Thank you, Officer Keibel. Yes. <laughs> hey, right to bear arms, baby. <laughs> and apparently in Romania, you can bear more than that as long as you wear a helmet. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay, and and uh, this is sort of a uh, not exactly a follow up, but it goes hand in hand with the story we talked about earlier. Another scumbag uh, pretending to have cancer so that she can get free stuff. Um, this wow. uh, this time, sadly, is in Texas, um, and uh, a a nineteen year old Angie Gomez, uh, a, a prom queen. Uh, raised more than $17,000 after telling her classmates she was dying of cancer. Um, the uh, Horizon City, Texas, uh, she set up her own charity foundation called Achieve the Dream uh, and raised $17,000 from fundraisers, checks, gift cards, and donations. Uh, this was reported uh, in the El Paso Times. She claimed that uh, the condition caused her to miss her senior prom, so uh, Da Vinci High School held another prom in her honor uh, in June 2011. Uh, and uh, then the same month, police received a complaint that Gomez did not appear to be ill. And a long-running investigation revealed that the hospitals that Gomez said she had treated her had no record of her as a 
uh, par- uh, patient, um, and her family uh, said that she had never been ill, but she's still sticking with her story. She says that she did have leukemia as a child, um, and that she had good intentions for the money. She was going to do good things. <laughs> Wow. wow. I'm sorry. Scumbag. There's, yeah, that, yeah, there's no sad. excuse for Definitely. that. The thing is, is now no one's going to be able to use like every, this is now with this one and the one like I told you last week, well, the week before and I was on that other case was right 10 minutes, 20 minutes from where I live here, like that other case with the other lady there. So no one's going to, this is going to be like one of those things that people aren't going to believe when, you know, when it happened, yeah. when. Yeah, or you're going to have to look seriously sick. Right. Yeah. And so now that, that people who who, uh, who want to do something like that have to be bald and emaciated and yep. in a wheelchair before anybody actually believes that they're sick. That's, I, I, I detest that. I have more respect for the, the guy who beat up the uh, McDonald's manager than i do for this woman you know at least you can sort of explain his actions it was a you know a crime of passion you could call it and like sean said we've all wanted to do it but this this girl this child she's not even a woman um is just just distasteful and disgraceful all right yeah so (laughs) i like to add that you know yeah he's not the best color man in the business for nothing people (laughs) Uh, so here's another one in uh, uh, South Carolina, Florence, South Carolina. Um, <laughs> this is similar to a story uh, that I told here. I- I'm pretty sure I told it on the show, right? Where about the text I got from the guy wanting to buy weed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this <laughs> uh, this guy has some has some weed, has some extra, and he's looking to sell it. So he thinks I'll go through the uh, the phone numbers in my phone and just sort of start texting people at random to see if I can get any buyers. And one of the numbers that he had left in his uh, uh, phone was his former parole officer. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the former parole officer said, yes, I would love to buy some weed. That would be awesome. Uh, I'll have, I'll meet you over here at, at midnight and we'll do the deal. And so they did. And he was taken to jail. <laughs> you know, Mark, I'm wondering because, you know, we're, we're hearing sort of a flurry of these, these types of stories. Is there some app out there where you can just like text your entire contact list? I don't know, but you know, here's the thing. Maybe you should delete your parole officer yeah, from your you phone. Think, right? You know, once your parole is complete <laughs> and you don't have to report back anymore, maybe it'd be a good idea to just remove him. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah the uh, the department seized a half a pound of marijuana with a street value of about twelve hundred dollars, and Cedric Barnes, uh, twenty seven, um, is charged with one count of possession of a controlled substance uh, and possession of cocaine. So he had that as well. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm looking at his, uh, of course they always have the mugshot up, right? So I'm looking at his mugshot and his mugshot looks like he's thinking, man, I can't <laughs> believe I did that. <laughs> you don't know no, what I read is that I can't believe I did that again. Cause it has that kind of look on his face. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> Dumb criminals, people. 
dumb criminals. Yeah. Oh, and is it time? I think it is. I think, oh no. Okay. We've got one more before I'm going to round out the show with the dumbest criminal ever. But first we're going to go on here. Um, and this is, this is hilarious if it didn't happen to you. Okay. Uh, if it did happen to you, not so much. So, uh, in, uh, Ontario, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, a news station, uh, CHCH, uh, let's see, it's the St. Catharines, uh, Ontario, Canada, uh, was doing their morning uh, television show, their, their news show. Uh, I forget what the name of it is, and I can't see it at the moment. And during uh, the show, uh, it was interrupted for about three minutes of a hardcore gay porn scene. Three minutes? Three minutes. Wow. Now this happens. I've, I've uh, heard of it a couple of times where, you know, somebody, you know, screws up and it lasts a few seconds. No, this went on for three minutes. It's 9.33 a.m. Okay. And so uh, uh, people are watching this typical morning news show where everybody's laughing too much and they're a little overly jovial and they're Canadian. So it's got to be even better. Um, but uh, yeah, at 9.33 a.m., a hardcore gay porn scene comes on and nobody notices. It runs for three minutes. Uh, and apparently what happened was there was a cable cut somewhere. And when they were splicing things together, they spliced the wrong wires together and so the signal went to the wrong place the radio the news station they didn't do it the tv station didn't do it there wasn't anything they could do about it they were broadcasting uh cheesy morning news okay uh but what the people were seeing was not what they were broadcasting they were seeing a different type of of morning happiness uh so it, it was uh of course they went on the air and apologized like crazy but there was nothing they could do about it uh it was yeah. the cable company yeah, so their excuse is, it wasn't our gay porn. <laughs> Show title. Show title. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, we should have, you know, been monitoring this better or something like that. It's, well, it wasn't ours. It wasn't ours. <laughs> well, I mean, what can you say? Uh, th- there was literally nothing they could do because uh, they 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 didn't do it and it wasn't everybody it was uh, it was only cable subscribers so what went out over the air was fine so if you're watching with an antenna you got morning show news right but if you happen to be subscribed to this particular uh cable company's uh stuff they you got the porn and so so maybe it was really the cable company's fault then it was yeah it was that was the thing it was entirely the cable company's fault there was a okay the, the cable uh was misspliced and so, yeah, the cable company was sending their own signal and, and didn't know it. So the guy out in the field who made the mistake, it took them three minutes to notify him. Hey, you, you hooked the blue one to the turquoise one and you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the gooey kid in the chat room says, so you're watching this, this uh, one guy get it. And then uh, you <laughs> turn back to cheesy morning stuff. Which one's worse? Which one's worse? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go with watching the guy get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to say, at least the morning shows usually have a hot uh, traffic babe, you know, or a hot weather babe. Right. Um, yeah, every three minutes, let's go back to traffic. Yes. Um, but, man, I, I can't even, I, I hope that people understand where it came from, right? Uh, but, yeah, I'm calling the story, Good Morning Canada. 
I'm just thinking, what do you do if you're sitting on the couch and the last words are, and now breaking news? (laughs) (laughs) And then, then you hear, I'll break you, you know? It's like some prison scene. (laughs) Reminds me of singing in flats. Hi, what's your name? Bend over. Good to meet you, Ben. (laughs) Oh. Wow. Okay. And so my last story is the dumbest terrorist ever, but at least he's honest. Um, a Taliban commander, somebody who was one of Osama bin Laden's top guys, uh, in, um, uh, somewhere in Afghanistan, uh, uh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm blanking on who the thing. I know it was in there somewhere. Anyway, he walks up to uh, a, a police checkpoint and points at a poster that has his face on it and says, "There's a reward of a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. Maybe that's a lot of money <laughs> wow. there. Okay, but he walks up and says, "That's me. Can I have my hundred dollars?" And and so the, and the U.S. troops are like. Um, what this is you uh um matthew baker the uh spc what's that sean specialist that's a, that's a specialist. specialist yeah and that's a yeah. fairly it, it's it's down there on the yeah, rank it's, system so, it's a grunt uh, yeah matthew baker is probably not very old i guess yeah. he's probably 19 or 20 years old so specialist matthew baker says is this you pointing at the thing and Mohammed ashan answers with an incredible amount of enthusiasm yes yes that's me can i get my award now uh, so they they take him in and they 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 think it's not real they think it's a joke or something so they they start doing like fingerprint scans and biometric stuff to to prove it's the guy but yeah it's him it's the actual guy um and the the official this is one of my uh faith the, uh, f- favorite things is one of the u.s officials refers to as sean's improbable stupidity and says clearly the man is is, is an imbecile Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd give him the hundred bucks and say, yeah, you yeah. can buy razors and soap with That's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All the cigarettes you can get your hands on. <laughs> wow. So he's an idiot, but he's an honest idiot. I, <laughs> once again, I, I always try to put myself in the minds of these people and think, because people do what they think is logical at the time, right? But every, every stupid decision made sense to somebody at the time. Uh, and this guy is thinking hundred bucks is a pretty good amount of money. I'll just, uh, they're looking for me. I'll say it's me. I'll raise my hand. They'll give me a hundred dollars and what? And then I'll go on my way. I guess that's what he was thinking. You know, there's one thing that, that we're missing here, Mark, that is just driving me crazy is, uh, the amazing steps that we're going to, to, uh, track these people down around the world and the CIA yeah. and the FBI and everything else. And we're, hun- we're a- offering hundred dollar rewards. Hundred dollars <laughs> and a post. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand our economy is down, but is it that bad? But you know, that may be a month's pay there in Afghanistan. You know, I, I don't know. Oh, uh, e- even then though, you know, I mean, $200 has got <laughs> twice as good. I mean, that's just, wow. Yeah, well, you know, the defense budget has been reduced, Yeah, uh, yeah. but you know, it worked. <laughs> so, but I can kind of think the guy's thinking, all right, bin Laden's dead. The Taliban's pretty much ruined here. Maybe the heat's off. And so, you know, it's not a big deal, but no, he's, he's going to face, um, um, the music for his war crimes, all for the case of a hundred bucks. 
Nice. So now we're equipping all our soldiers with a photo album. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, they actually do. Uh, they give away uh, free decks of cards that have all of uh, these primary right. terrorist yeah. photos on them so that the troops will play with the cards and, and will uh, get to know those photos. But this is so really? Old West style. I mean, a wanted poster hanging wanted up, poster, you, know, yeah. uh, the, you know, it's, it's crazy. But... Uh, you know, and I can, I can see that, right? So they've got that there so the troops can look at the poster and look at the people and look at the poster and see if somebody matches up. Um, I, you know, Specialist Baker was probably asleep at the wheel there. He had to, the guy had to come up. I mean, if he was right there, why didn't Baker see him? But no, the guy comes up to him and, and he doesn't have to do anything. What are you thinking? His thought may be, this is the only way I get out of this alive. Right. I mean, that's like the equivalent of sitting in the boat with a worm in one hand and a hook in the other, just waiting to bait it, and suddenly the fish jumps into the boat. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Specialist Baker could have really, you know, he could have worked this to his favor, right? He says, yeah, here, I got 100 bucks in my wallet. Now, tell him, you know, make sure and tell the story how I tracked you down and tackled you. <laughs> Yeah, he he could be working for a commendation on it. Rough me up a little bit, all right? You know, make it look good. I like the quote from the third guy. This guy is is the Taliban equivalent of the Home Alone burglars. (laughs) And okay, here's what bothers me about this. All right, this is like a mid-level henchman, right? Not not a top-level leader, but definitely in the leadership. And why did we have such a hard time breaking the Taliban? If this is the quality of their leadership. We should have broken them like in a couple of days with a couple, you know, send some some people out with hundred dollar bills waving at them, and, and it's all over. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, but you never know. I mean, this could be like you know when it all plays out. This guy was like Osama bin Laden's brother in law, right. you know, and and his sister came to him and said, Osama, you, you got to give my husband a job, just anything, you know. <laughs> And he said, they're going nuts. Yeah. It's, this guy's if, an idiot. If where, I where hadn't I promised him? your sister or my sister, I'd have killed you myself years ago. Right. <laughs> all, right. all right. That's a good one to end on. That's our yeah. show, folks. That's all we've got for you. So uh, if you want more, if you want to do like uh, Corey did and what other people, I love it. I love it. I love it when people send us stuff, either in the forums or by, by email or, or uh, Twitter. Uh, Corey sent me this stuff over uh, by Twitter. So uh, I love it when people do that. The way you can do that is uh, elementop.com. That's our website. There's uh, there's a contact button up there that'll send us an email. You can go in the forums, do it. Or uh, our Twitter address is at elementopi, and I'm on that and I see it and uh, and I will read it. So keep those stories coming in because uh, it makes my job easier and uh, also it it's more fun when we get a, a variety of stuff. And honestly, I don't go looking for Florida stories. I promise you, I didn't go out looking for them. They find me. Right. And uh, also join us uh, live as we record the show and you can interact with us and uh, uh, also uh, participate in the choosing of the show title there you uh, go. after we go off the air. Uh, Thursday nights when Sean uh, manages to get a show up uh, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Central uh, so you can join us live there at elementop.com so uh, at least I have an internet connection yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but by the time this goes to the air they will not know what you're talking about because I've got ed- mad editing skills uh, so uh, guys why don't we go around the horn and tell people where they can contact you uh, Chuck we'll start with you 
I'm at Nightstar on Twitter. All right. Thank you for that uh, eloquent response. Uh, Mr. Keibel. All right. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Sean, S-H-A-W-N-T-X. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Google+, uh, all the regular social outlets, or just uh, Google my name, Sean Keibel, K-I-B-E-L, and you'll be able to track me down one way or another. I love this. The chat room is already bandying names. We haven't even gotten that far, and they're already picking names for us. That's awesome. Uh, Corey, how right. can people find you if they want to, to talk to you? You can find me at, at P-O-R-T-C-O-R-E-Y on Twitter. Port Corey. All right. And my name is Mark Cockrell. You can find me at Mark Cockrell on Twitter, or just go to elementalpy.com. I live there. I actually have a little room in the basement of the website. That's where I live. So uh, check us out. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that ends this episode of The Periodic Table.